the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We're live here at Millburgers at 1604 on Boulevard Road and want you to come on out and visit with us or call us and uh, uh, we'll talk gardening with you at 210-308-8867. Got a couple things that are happening here at Millburgers that I'll tell you about real quick uh, so that you uh, you know what's going on here. If you're, uh, you know, one of the things we talk about is Millburgers working to make sure you have a great gardening experience well here's the dealio if you uh, come here on january 12th 10:30 to noon david rodriguez will be speaking and doing a presentation on um growing your own fruit orchard and uh, it's going to be a good presentation david does a good job it's absolutely free 10:30 to noon in the millburgers amphitheater if it's cold if it's rainy don't worry about it rain or shine the event goes on it'll just be in the greenhouse and uh, you can uh, come on out and uh, enjoy it there so are you saying we might not have had all our cold weather <laughs> i'm saying it's possible yes mid <laughs> mid-january and it's not even rodeo yet, and uh, that's generally when it's the worst. So, um, yeah, so come on by. And uh, also uh, on the 26th from 10 to 1 is the quarterly blood drive here at Millburgers, and you can uh, go ahead and uh, come out and donate blood. So many people do each quarter, if you're unfamiliar with it. Uh, uh, just come on out. You can also go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, and you can um, make an appointment so that it goes a little faster for you here. Or you know you're gonna when you come out. For instance, if you know you can be here at 11:30, well then make the appointment for 11:30, and that's when they'll see you. So um, that's one uh, kind of trick to do this. The uh, other thing to know is that when you come on out and uh, are a part of the blood drive, Millburgers will give you a $20 gift certificate just for going through the process. And there's a nice uh, gift from the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center too. Uh, just for uh, when you give blood. Traces, uh, all those things are on MillburgerNursery.com, MillburgerNursery.com. Trace is up on the, uh, well, he's not on the porch. He's in the house with us. He's Tracy in the, Trace in the house. Okay. Yeah, a little, <laughs> little, too, much, little too much caffeine. Yes, I guess so. Um, What's going on, sir? Well, we've had about five Christmas trees brought back this morning. Oh, wow, that's all great. Right. So what does that mean? Uh, that means that they are uh, entitled to a gift certificate for 20% off of a purchase between now and, I believe, the end of February. Mm-hmm. So, That's uh, amazing to, to me that, folks, it, it indicates some real discipline. Or, you know, usually I was thinking of my Christmas lights that I put mm-hmm. out, and I said, well, 
I don't have to pull them down. To, I, I, I can justify it because of New Year's, you know, and continue. <coughs> anybody that is uh, goes ahead and says, well, Christmas is over tomorrow, yeah. so we'll <laughs> pull the tree. But I guess there's a lot of circumstances that could make that. Uh, My tree's already out of the house. Is it? Yeah. Ah. Looks just as good as when it went in. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's, yeah, a, that's, that's, the that's another issue, yeah. That that kind of bothers me when you get you know there's that beautiful tree you know? yeah <laughs> but it helps that it's getting recycled yeah uh, because it then there were some articles in the paper too where the other trees they were using them on the for, for the sand dunes to stabilize the sand dunes hmm. where's that but that's that uh, huh yeah down down in the corpus corpus and other areas too. Because I guess it yeah it catches the 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 wind blows through with the sand and then it oh okay filters out filters the sand out I know they use them uh, in a lot of lakes too I think Cattle Lake ponds, and places yeah. like that for Give the fish a place to hide yeah yeah, yeah fam- famous for crappie collections there if you hmm. know where the Christmas trees have been <laughs> dropped. But I you always catch your you catch your hook caught. Too. That's that's the way I yeah. know, mostly caught them. Yeah, I didn't catch the crappies, but I caught the fish, the, uh, the Christmas trees. Christmas trees. Yeah. But, well, uh, the, I think this is the only place that actually gives you a reward. Yeah, for bringing your tree, and uh, I was seeing on on television the other night that uh, yeah, I think it was a landfill. That you could uh, take take your tree in if you and prove that you were a San Antonio resident, and but you had to pay twenty dollars, really? at least twenty. Gracious, for them to f- process your tree. Well, if I had to pay twenty, uh, my br- my uh, brush pile would be bigger than. <laughs> I justify it in terms of the. Uh, Birds and yeah. wildlife that it There attracts. you go. High fly, higher flying birds, right? That's right. Yeah, brush pile is always an attractive thing. But the neat thing about coming out here uh, to bring your tree back or whatever, or to David Rodriguez's uh, uh, presentation, uh, of course, you have to listen to David, unfortunately. But. Uh, you also, uh, you y'all still got calendars left? Uh, yeah, we still have a few. I have a few calendars left, free calendars. And I got mine. Lettuce seed. Lettuce seed. We yes, got we Crawford, got, we lettuce, Crawford seed. lettuce seed. And uh, you can sign up for the new the uh, newsletter for this year, for yeah, the new you year. You can. Well, and of course. We're, we're all all the beautiful plants out there. Mm-hmm. The cyclamen, and uh, in my column we talk about the uh, Christmas plants or the holiday plants that are likely to be on sale now that Christmas has passed. Yeah, and of course the cyclamen. They're all, you know, you can't beat a five dollar or a four dollar and eighty eight cent uh, plant that that will bloom indefinitely in your house if you keep it watered and put it in the right light and then a and the uh, the orchid, yeah, they're still be- they're beautiful, <laughs> and they still got some available. And yeah, I was just looking at those little ones this morning, and they were aren't they funny? They were beautiful, <laughs> full of blooms. And yeah, they they've got smaller blooms. I never had. Uh, is that failing option? I, I don't have an answer to that. Okay, but, uh, the leaf looked like it, but the 
the top. That's what I thought. Uh, they, I thought the, they were. Uh, the pl- the, pl- the yeah. blooms are much smaller. Yeah. It's like a multiflora orchid. Do you like those as well as the, the big bloom? Well. No, I mean you like you like them, but you like the yeah. price bit. Yeah, but I was I was the doers. I was listening to a couple debating, and they, they're uh, at least one person there was like the littler flowers. Yeah, the a lot ones. a lot of people yeah. do because there's more more of them, and I assume they last just about as long as the. I'm not the sure. Regular. I'm not sure about that. They might last longer. Yeah, I don't know because uh, I've never never grown those. But maybe if somebody's in the audience that has uh, an experience growing the little ones and let a, let us know. This is the first time I've seen the little ones. Did y'all had them before? Oh yeah. Oh, have you? Yeah. I had somebody Valentine's that re- responding to the article on the Phalaenopsis orchids that had confirmed that same. They found a spot just like we do. If, we got a south-facing window. You don't get any direct light into it, but it's bright, for, and that's been the perfect spot for them. That blooms every every year there so too. I don't, have, I don't have luck getting them to rebloom inside because uh, the, there's no humidity since the air conditioner sucking it out. Yeah, much true. So it doesn't bloom. In the, I, I don't get them. I have to put them on the patio. Really? Get them to huh. bloom and then bring them back inside. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, of course you oh, you got you got dogs though too, don't you? Sure. Yeah, I was thinking, yeah, with my <laughs> monsters going in and out, and that uh, if there was uh, any lack of humidity, uh, well, it's going to be the same humidity that's that's outside. Um, I, well, that, that could be a factor. Then, go ahead. I, I, I have a question. How often do y'all water those orchids out there? It averages probably once a week. Once yeah. a week? Okay, that's what Calvin said. Yeah, that's what Judy does is once a week. Is that right? Okay. And she does the uh, the the sink thing, and uh, okay. I don't know that she does the is uh, remind. I, I think she probably doesn't do the Fertil- soluble fertilizer as yeah. often as I would recommend. Yeah, okay. In yesterday's paper, if you didn't see it, it's kind of it's in the sports section, section C, and uh, you can't miss the. The picture. Who, who took that oh, picture? Oh, wow. Uh, that's uh, from Getty Images File Photo. Hmm. But uh, I've got some interesting pictures on plantanswers.com. I think you've got some better, prettier ones in there. Yeah, m- but, maybe uh, not that close. I get close-ups. The deal I have with the uh, newspaper is <clears> they provide the photos, although they're not... You know, as you well know, that when we have a topic that's new or mm-hmm. or we have some good photos to go along with it, they readily they're, they're oh, yeah. willing to use them for yeah. sure. What Kevin said about water, uh, I was interested in it. Said water the plant every Phalaenopsis orchid we were talking about. Uh, water the plant every week by wetting the bark and roots. The bark and roots. Okay. Uh, well, the bark. Uh, probably I shouldn't. Ex- I should have said growing media. Yeah, because yeah, some of them are in the wall. Yeah, uh, most of ours are. Because they, you know, in the old, early, early in that process, they were all everything in bark. in bark. But then, but uh, but that's a little confusing too. I didn't think about that till you read it. Bark. Somebody that has not grown them. Before, You're right. Right. I think the bark on the plant <laughs> rather than the bark in the growing media. 
Yeah, that's uh, and they used to use fur bark when I first started doing TV and whatever on Phalaenopsis orchids. Uh, I was asking how to grow them, and uh, they the specifications the orchid society. Yeah. That's the only bark they recommended was oh. fur bark, F-I-R bark. But it wasn't uh, long, though, Jerry, when we started. I guess it was uh, when all these gardeners and master gardeners and researchers got involved that they would come out with saying, well, heck, the thing grows in course. Yeah. Yeah, uh, course, uh, growing media, it doesn't have to be bark. It can be potting soil even. I've seen it done in uh, lava rock. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, it's a, just a just a place to anchor, really. And they yeah, yeah they used to never talk about uh, fertilizing that much. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, but uh, oh, they'll your researcher from down there. Or that, uh, what was his name, uh, Milton? The researcher in the valley. There you go. Can you remember? I can't remember now. It was Doctor Wang. I I don't think it was Doctor Wang, but it was spelled Wong. Right. W-O-N-G. There you go. Oh. Keep moving. Yeah. Oh, uh, this is a really good conversation. Yeah. Until I'm we... almost tempted to walk away. Yeah. You're a smart man. <laughs> but anyway, he found out that uh, more fertilize, more you fertilize them with something like miracle Grow or... Well, yeah, he had them. He had them with the bloom stalks going up from the table and then down <laughs> yeah, outside. It was amazing. I mean, they were six, huge, seven feet Huge, huge blooms. Now, that may... I wonder if you if you uh, water, water them more often, you know, in that low humidity thing you're talking about. I wonder if that would be... would help address that if they were... Because there's no reason why you couldn't water them every two or three days. Oh, yeah. Because just bark. all the water just goes all straight through it. And... Um, Kevin says uh, use uh, soluble fertilizers and Miracle Grow. Let's see. I was trying to think of uh, Trace's favorite. Uh, Peters. Peters twenty 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 or has to grow. Do you sell has to grow? Oh, we sell has to grow. Okay. Yeah. And uh, most of the orchid fertilizers are, are like a thirty ten ten though. Oh, are they? Yeah. Okay. Which, uh, which one was would it's just called? Well, Miracle Grow makes one specific for orchids. orchids. That's thirty ten ten. But Miracid also lists orchids. Mir thirty ten ten. I like Miracid, yeah. For, because I use it for the blueberries. And Calvin says, catch the nutrient-rich uh, portion of the solution that passes through the bark, because it passes straight through, uh, in a saucer, and use again the next time you water. It's a good idea. Yeah, you could do that. Every week, easy, or you could even ever, twice a week. What if you're if you're doing all if you're doing some of the things we're talking about here, but you're not getting the results that you want, uh, then then try to try a little different, a little experiment. Let's see, light. A lot of times the light is an issue, mm-hmm. and just a little bit of adjustment or changing there. Of course, the the problem with that is you don't see the results for. I could see a problem with the ones that are done in moss, though, watering them more frequently. Well, yeah, that's true, too. Now, y'all, y'all's are in what? Are they uh, in there, bark? There's different. There's more than one media in there. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, you can, uh, 
they're really tolerant of the situation, but what you what you'd like to achieve is get the conditions that maximize the bloom, and that would be a bloom every year, and uh, blooms that last four months at least. Right. I had I had a reader reacting to this article. She says that she has best luck cutting the. She she credit she she hers meets all those conditions. It blooms every mm. year, and she oh, okay. are used to. It. I mean, now she she quit for a while, and now she's going back. But she said the she thought one of her tricks was to cut the spent stem flower bloom. But I've heard other places where they just leave them. Judy just leaves hers until they kind of wither and die. I would too, because that's a on a philonopsis and. What I've seen before is it'll send another spike out about three nodes down. Yeah. And if you cut it, then you miss that. Right. Yeah, they'll rebloom on that same stalk. So you got, so you could be taking it. You would have to get a completely original new stock emerging, and whereas if you didn't cut the complete stem off, you would get a faster start. Huh? Well, it would, as, that, as the blooms finish... Uh, and it starts dying backwards. Generally, the third node from wherever the last bloom was on it, it has the capability of sending out a an offshoot. Cool. Well, that's fun. It's fun. And uh, another neat thing about Phalaenopsis orchid, do you? Uh, it's an apartment. You can do an apartment. Thing. Oh yeah. And uh, uh, just you don't have to be out and about in our hundred degree or our. What is it? Forty degree out there. Forty degrees. Yep. Yeah, you can you could do your gardening uh, in the house basically. Okay. You know, even in, you know you might have some variation in that. You take it out to the patio, to, to, like Trace was talking about, to experiment with uh, different conditions. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot more being used in offices, like doctors' offices and places like that. But you have to be careful to see if. That's an artificial oh. orchid, or whether that's a real orchid, because the blooms last so long. They do last a while. Um, we actually have a division of the company that does plant rentals, hmm. and so they they do uh, plant swap outs for offices and things oh, like that, really? and, and and actually maintain them. So they could conceivably uh, hire Pat's uh, division and uh, and have an orchid blooming. All year long. Oh, yeah. Very smart. Cool. All right. We ready for a break? I guess so. What well, are we going to have for a break? What's I mean, up there? Are you done? I didn't know or? whether you were finished. Yeah, we're finished. Okay. We'll, we'll take a quick break and come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, broadcast live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Road, right here on 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bolvardy Road. What's your gardening goal for 2019? If you know, terrific. If you don't, that's okay, too, because all you need to know is Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bolvardy Road will help you achieve those gardening goals. 
because they have the three P's. The plants, products, and professional advice you need to have a great gardening experience. The plants. Millburgers carries plants that are specifically time-tested in this area. Plants the experts have given their thumbs up to. Plants they know you'll have the best chance of doing well with. So when you get your plant at Millburgers, you have peace of mind knowing you've made a good choice. Products. Millburgers carries the products to keep those plants healthy and happy. And the professional advice. Sometimes all you need is just a little advice. Millburgers professionals are trained to give you the best advice for this area. So trust in Millburgers to help you have a great 2019 gardening experience. Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevardy Road. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating places on earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world. Walk the ancient temple steps, touch the western wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. For details and to sign up, click on the Stand with Israel banner at 930amtheanswer.com. to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, give us a call. Be a part of the show, 210-308-8867. And if you've got pests, give this guy a call, Spider-Man Pest Control, 210-656-3721. They've been doing it since 1976, and they're the company that people go to, uh, oftentimes the last pest control company you'll use because they end up getting it right. Uh, I know a lot of commercial places that use Spider-Man Pest Control, too, commercial places like restaurants, 
uh, and other places that must be pest-free. And uh, Spider-Man is the place they go to and they trust. So if you're looking for a place to uh, make sure that you don't have those nasty termites or roaches or rats or whatever, uh, call the local Spider-Man Pest Control, 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721, or check them out online. GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. Well, our phone number is 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Trace is up here with us, so if you need to talk to him, too, it's a good time to call. 210-308-8867. <laughs> I was uh oh you said I was listening to the weather last night. Yeah, and they're talking like uh, Wednesday or Thursday may be freezing. Yeah, it depends. Keeps it. It. Yeah, it keeps moving. Yeah, because the newspaper got went in the opposite direction. What? They were they were saying that it may it'd get down to thirty. Uh, get down to thirty two, perhaps not uh, just in yesterday. San Antonio. Yeah. Yesterday it was 29, I think. Mm. So, of course, uh, it's wishful thinking on my part. You know, I'd, I'd hate <laughs> to have another freeze that we have to take action on, but uh, it's the conservative thing to do because uh, they're pretty they're pretty unpredictable in terms of uh, the the lower lowest temperature that might occur. But Mailburgers has our. Uh, um Trey said yesterday, I think, that we've got uh, some... We've got plenty of blankets, yeah. and blankets, several different sizes, including the drawstring one uh, and the big sheet. We've got the pre-cut of the white. and we've Insulate. Got the white. Yeah. We've got the ins- insulate, and we've also got the insulate in bulk. Hmm. Oh, so it's a 12-foot it it wide roll. Well, it's six-foot wide, but it's doubled up. And then you can buy it by the running foot. So if you need actually a very large piece, mm-hmm. uh, instead of trying to do a whole bunch of little ones, you can do one big piece, which will trap in more heat. Uh, we can accommodate that. Well, and, and it's so much easier to put it on there. I think of these, uh, the lemon trees that are in the half mm-hmm. whiskey barrels, or if they're in the ground, they'd be even bigger. But uh, trying to put, you know, once they get past a certain size, even the uh, blankets don't quite cover them completely so you have to use piecemeal but if you had a big big piece like that for each one of them it would be much faster to yeah apply. and i and i i don't i don't this this freeze may not be as hard as as they predicted but uh i'm not convinced that we're not going to have another oh yeah freeze now the one advantage that we've got compared to that november 15th We've had some hardening off. Yeah, I'll say. It really makes a big big difference because if you have, uh, you know, everything on uh, November 14th, uh, you think all the porterweed and milkweed and uh, zinnias were growing, a, growing up a storm. and, and uh, Tomatoes. That's right. The tomatoes were huge. <laughs> and uh, they all, there's just no, no provision for them to deal with the cold like that if they haven't been introduced to it over a long period of time. Luckily, our fruit didn't freeze on the tomatoes and peppers. Yeah, didn't seem like it. So we've got some seed for next year. Speaking of seed, uh, 
Yeah. I checked out the um, mistletoe. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, it turns out that mistletoe is has been in the in the past used as a. Uh, oh, you looked under medical medicinal. Yeah, um, I didn't get really deep. I like I didn't go to a, a long uh, research project and read all the parts, but uh, it is used was used as a tea, and some people continue to use it as a tea, but. Uh, most of the public, most of the notes and articles in there didn't didn't recommend that anybody use it. But then there was one, one interesting. Uh, that seems like a good recommendation. Yeah. Well, well, it ha- it has a uh, it's a, it's a good recommendation now because we have other things that are less okay. dangerous and more yeah. effective. But back in back when it was used, they didn't have a lot of alternatives. Uh, but one of the, one of the interesting. Jerry and I are always on this toxic plants that we're always trying to figure out to what, how severe is it? You know, if if you've got a puppy mm. that eats one berry, is it going to uh, uh, tear up its insides <laughs> or kick up? Well, there was one. There was one uh, information uh, or a, a research of project that they went back and. Uh, Tried to do, tried to uh, see how many berries it took to, and uh, on humans, uh, anybody that had had five or less, there was no no reaction at all. They, they had no no toxicity. They checked it on humans. I was to say, who was a volunteer for yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was, and they didn't. The go, kids. They didn't. Ta- they didn't talk about. Oh. You got, you can find it on the internet and then probably pursue that further. Because my first question was, well, did the ones that had more than five die, or what? Yeah, were, what? or were there? But they that their their main point their main point was, is it a is the toxicity such that we have to pick up every single berry that mm-hmm. falls or. Uh, if little kids eat one berry, uh, they didn't have any, and, and leaves the same thing. Two or three leaves weren't gonna weren't gonna affect you. So there was a, there's a degree of uh, you've got some slack sensitivity. There. Yeah, you got some slack there. But then the other w- 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 the point we always like to make though too is that everybody's reaction to those toxic oh different. Uh, yeah, you could be a you have a. Um, you react differently to a, that, that that kind of a, a poison, and most most people won't be affected by a limited amount, uh, but you might be. So you don't want to take a chance. Yeah, just remove the berries before you yeah. hang them for the party. I uh, didn't make uh, you know, and I, ch- I was going to check that. I forgot to check the trees too to see the berries. You know, have you noticed are the are the berries in the uh, mistletoe out in the Mesquites and everything out, out there now. Pieces of mistletoe that I sold had berries on them. You saw they had berries. Yeah. Okay. We always, har- we always harvest a little bit and and uh, sell it for uh, those kissing purposes. Yeah, a yeah. lot of a lot of people want it. Yeah, my mine that got blown off. You know, big ch- chunks of it in our neighborhood got blown off, and I none of those had berries, and I I didn't didn't think to go. Look up there and see if it was just they got shook off when they're getting 
eat up in the wind or or what happened to him. Uh, so hey, anybody out there in the audience, too, that wants to help us, uh, what's the situation on the mistletoe berries that are in your neighborhood? Are they, have they got actually berries on there? Jerry, did you remember when you were harvesting them for TV? <laughs> uh, I know what time of the year it was? No. I, th- I think it was in the... It was earlier on in the in the spring in the in the fall, late fall. Mm-hmm. Hey, we got Marcus on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey there, Marcus. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Okay. How are you guys doing? Good. What's going on? Yes, I have a question for the docs. Uh, I have some uh, spinach seeds. And I wanted to, uh, to plant them, and I wanted to know uh, when would be the good time to plant them and how far apart and how deep in the soil. Uh, you can plant them any time now. Uh, we, do, we didn't recommend that you plant seed uh, any earlier than uh, uh, maybe November. Okay. Uh, because of the soil temperature. Right. And it's and it stayed hot so long. Right. Uh, how how far down would they, I have to plant? Yeah, you just plant them about uh, no more than half an inch deep. Half an inch deep. Okay. De- definitely well, no more than half an inch deep. Okay. And would I have to add any kind of of. Uh, uh, pre-emergent fertilizer, anything to them? Like no, no. Uh, you might you might want to fertilize pre pre-plant fertilize. In other words, okay. get get the soil ready and put in some uh, nineteen five nine slow release fertilizer granules at the rate of okay. about. Uh, now you plant them in the soil, I assume. Right, right. I want to okay. In the soil. Yeah. Uh, pl- put about. Uh, Five pounds of actual uh, 19.59 slow release fertilizer per okay. hundred square feet. Ten okay. cups. That'd be basically okay. ten cups. Yeah. Okay. And then go ahead and uh, just just make your fur and plant them down the row. Now, are you in San Antonio? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay, uh, and you got the seed off of a seed rack? No, I got uh, my neighbor gave me some some uh, spinach, and uh, we kept it here. Eight 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 of spinach, but then some of it began to produce seed. And uh, oh, okay, uh, so you saved yeah. the seed? Right, I saved the seed. Right. Okay. Uh, uh, we generally recommend people use uh, transplants of spinach. Oh. Uh, because of uh, first of all, you know exactly uh, where to plant them, because uh, sometimes the seed is is uh, germinates sporadically, okay. and you have trouble getting a good stand. But okay. the the transplants that are being sold in the local nurseries around town here are uh, a seed that we have, we furnish Texas A and M furnishes. To the uh, commercial, the uh, wholesale producer, transplant producer. So uh, they have disease resistance, 
and uh, they've been tested for for this area to be very productive. Okay. And also, also with the transplant, you get a faster start. Oh, yeah. seeds for spinach is kind of slow. Yeah, a lot of us are harvesting spinach now. Oh yeah. Oh, oh wow. I'll, and then uh, I always plant mine. Uh, one foot in the row, but you don't really have to put them that far apart. No, especially okay. if you were growing yours by seed, I would just leave it at least. Don't don't leave any more than six inches space right, between right. plants. Perfect. Oh, okay, okay. How how many seeds would I put in the, in the little hole there, uh, more or less? Oh, oh, one. Uh, make a trench. Make yeah. a trench. Yeah. Make a trench. Okay. And put a seed every two inches. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then. then well, if they come up thicker than every six inches, then you just thin some of those out. You eat them. Right. Oh, oh let, them, let them come up and eat them. Okay. See, that's, that's the way they get that baby spinach, is they oh, plant okay. it close together. Well, that's a good, that's a good way then to get more bang out of your uh, oh, yeah. seeding. Yeah. Okay. That, 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 All right. I want, okay, I have one other question. I have sure. a the new strawberry uh, that that I bought it at Millburgers. Okay. Think, okay. Do you think it'll tolerate uh, if we get the freeze? Do you think it'll tolerate? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, strawberry foliage will 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 freeze and then thaw and be good as new. Now what happened is, of course, you, the old, the old recommendation was uh, you plant the strawberries. And remove all bloomer blooms and runners until uh, Christmas, mm-hmm. and then you let it go. Let it go ahead and bloom and have berries, okay. and it ha- it'll have berries by uh, uh, March. By March. So uh, the strawberry festival is April, right? Right. right. And right. so, uh, but now if we have a hard freeze. Uh, and you don't protect the bear, protect the blooms. Uh, the bloom will freeze and abort. Okay. But there, there are more blooms coming. You understand? Okay. I but as far as losing the plant, you won't lose the strawberry plant. I lose the plant. I, I, one other question. I have um, the Oscar okra. Okay, it, good. It, okay, it's blooming right now, and then I have some that's producing uh, some okra. You think it'll tolerate the freeze? No. <laughs> Why? <laughs> when did you plant it? Uh, oh, it's been there. I've had it now for about half a year. Huh. Okay. Because yeah. yeah, it's really. I'm surprised that last freeze didn't oh, get gosh, it. Oh gosh, yeah, that was no. between no, tomatoes. Okra was even more decisively oh, cut yeah. than tomatoes. No, I, I was I was lucky that that it, it made it, but I, I want to keep it. I don't want it to freeze. So, no way, I'll forget it. it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okra's going to freeze. In yeah. fact, it's the law that you you remove all okra by, I think it's October. Okay. It's like cut, cut the, the cotton. cotton. Yeah, it's like cotton. Huh. It's in oh, the cotton okay. family. Well, this but, uh, we, we won't turn you in this yeah. time. Yeah, okay. Fred. And we'll pretend we, we won't don't, even use your real name. We don't know you, yeah. Yeah, we don't know you, Fred. <laughs> I still right. Thanks, buddy. Good luck. Yeah, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you too. Did you save some seed of that Oscar okra? Yes, I did. 
Good man. Yeah. So in case you need some, I'll, I'll have some. Uh, I appreciate that. Thank you, guys. Most of most of our people that get the free seed don't take the trouble to save the uh, seed pots. Yeah, no, I have a few seed pots here. Good man. Good deal. Okay. Thanks, sir. Thanks. thanks. Help. Okay. Bye-bye. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming right up right here on 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bowl 40 Road. What's your gardening goal for 2019? If you know, terrific. If you don't, that's okay, too, because all you need to know is Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bowl 40 Road will help you achieve those gardening goals because they have the three P's, the plants, products, and professional advice you need to have a great gardening experience. The plants. Millburgers carries plants that are specifically time-tested in this area, plants the experts have given their thumbs up to, plants they know you'll have the best chance of doing well with. So when you get your plant at Millburgers, you have peace of mind knowing you've made a good choice. Products. Millburgers carries the products to keep those plants healthy, and happy and the professional advice sometimes all you need is just a little advice Millburgers professionals are trained to give you the best advice for this area so trust in Millburgers to help you have a great 2019 gardening experience Millburgers landscape nursery 1604 on Bull Road Remodeling is not an overnight decision. You want someone you can trust, not a company that's only trying to sell you products. You want expertise. My friends in San Antonio, this is Dennis Prager. Mike and Molly Sowry with Virtuoso Builders can help. They've remodeled hundreds of homes, and every Virtuoso Builders project is 100% unique. They love remodeling, and you'll love working with them when you call 210-525-8750. That's 210-525-8750 for Virtuoso Builders, or go to virtuosobuilders.com. Bodhi Taney, author of the incredible best-selling Zion Chronicles and Zion Covenant series, returns to the setting of Israel in On the Mountain of the Lord, the first book in the new series, The Elijah Chronicles. In On the Mountain of the Lord, Taney teams up with Holy Land history expert Ray Bentley to give her dedicated historical fiction fans a thrilling story set in the world's most sacred and mysterious sites. Come along on a journey from London to the farthest corners of the world with Jack Garrison, a man who has lost his faith after a life-altering and devastating event. Jack is sent on a fact-finding mission in Israel and Palestine where he's attacked by radical Islamic terrorists and is being tracked down by an enemy who wants to stop him from finding the truth that the Bible's prophecy about the nation of Israel and the world's future is true and unfolding before his eyes. Order your copy of Bodhi Taney and Ray Bentley's new book On the Mountain of the Lord, Elijah Chronicles at Amazon, BarnesandNoble.com and select Costco stores. This is Mark Sadaski for Mark Sadaski Jewelers. I want to talk to you about family, cherished memories, and history. Look in your dresser drawer and you'll find a ring that was grandma's, a stick pin that was grandpa's, a necklace that was mother's. These are cherished pieces that bring back memories and love. The problem is they don't fit into your wardrobe and lifestyle. That's where we come in. At Mark Sadaski Jewelers, we can use the gems from your family's history and transform them into a piece of jewelry that does fit your wardrobe and lifestyle. You can then enjoy telling your friends and family 
family that this ring has mother's diamond, grandpa's ruby, but it was made for me. Mark Sadowski Jewelers takes pride in redesigning your family treasures and memories into something that's made for you. And the best part is you contribute the ideas that will make it yours. Mark Sadowski Jewelers, a family tradition since 1933. That's 85 years. Call us at 210-377-1818. That's 210-377-1818. Our world is in a state of unrest. What will happen next? How will it affect me? Can I make a difference? Who can we turn to for answers? Well, that's simple. Turn to us. 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Weekdays on 9.30 a.m. The Answer are all about what's going on in the world. But the weekends are all about you. From expert advice to lifting up God, family, and country, weekends are for you on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons, and we welcome your calls at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, or toll-free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Yeah, Calvin, have you ever heard of a freeze center on a irrigation? A what? A freeze center. Free center. Sensor. 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 Um, no. <laughs> uh, I was reading Neil Sperry's. I guess they have them in Dallas. said, uh, check automatic sprinkler systems to be sure the free sensor is fun- functioning. Hmm. Hmm. What is it supposed to do? Not r- to protect the system from I freeze so. damage? Oh. I never heard of it. That also, that all heads are aligned away from walks, steps, and drives. In other words, so it won't freeze. Yeah, fall down. Yeah, no. Now, I assume if we're we're in San Antonio, wouldn't you think most irrigation systems are turned off anyway or should be turned off? Well, You haven't had many periods of long dry, no. hot dry weather. But even even uh, one of my, at the bottom of the hill, one of my last zone, I got some uh, water was obviously sitting in the line there, and it and it uh, cracked Uh-oh. some, uh, which surprised me because I usually haven't had issues with the irriga- irrigation system. That last freeze. Yeah. So, yeah, that 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 can happen. Now, yeah, if we got a long freeze, then we would have the potential. You always you always want to have some insulation on your plastic pipe, even your metal pipe, when it's out there in the open, because if they if that water's sitting in there, that's real vulnerable. With the uh, what was the other thing I saw? Oh. Neil's uh, column, he was talking about waiting on the San Augustine grass. Um, to try to transplant it, yeah. yeah. He yeah. said he said it was, uh, we'd have better luck down here than we would in Dallas. So he mentioned the difference? Yeah. Oh, good, I didn't, didn't note that. Last sentence. Yeah, well, that's so if you, if, you can find, I know. if you can find good, you know, a source... Like 
Milburgers or a reliable source like that, then uh, it's uh, really not much of a gamble to uh, put sod out this time. So you're, um, but a lot of it's going to be brown, so you want to get it from a reputable dealer. Yeah. Well, Santa, yeah, I, I don't know if there's still Bermuda available, but that I suspect that's all brown. Brown. Yeah. All right, 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. My buddy uh, Forrest Appleton finished off the year by sending me some questions and answers. Oh, good. That we can go over today. Okay. Since this is our last one yeah, of the year. Last one of the year. And uh, here's some questions that came in. This year, uh, I planted uh, six Phytex trees last spring. Should I prune them back for the winter? They're about five feet tall. Okay. Uh, Forest answer. This is entirely up to you. If you intend them to be small trees, then you don't prune. However, if you desire to keep them to a height that permits the removal of spent flower spikes to promote more flowers, you should cut them back to the ground in the very early spring. And uh, that's what we recommended when when we introduced uh, those uh, new Vitexes to the market, made them Texas superstars. Uh, but to cut them, cut them back every year. But people won't do that. We say that, but people won't do that. Because they think they're going to kill them if they cut them to the ground. But you're not going to kill Vitex. Well, and they're, all, they're also... And the deer is resistant. Yeah, and if you... You know, they're attractive at four feet. Yeah. They're more, even more attractive at eight feet with color blooms. <laughs> And suddenly, when you, they get to 15 feet <laughs> after 12 years, 14 years, you yeah. say, gosh, I wish I hadn't let them get this big. No. Yeah. And they sure won't cut them down when they get that big. Mm-hmm. Um, does, doesn't uh, purple leaf plum require acid soil? Uh, Forrest answers, the purple, purple leaf plum prefers acid soil and will exhibit iron chlorosis if planted in an alkaline soil. It's it, generally a short life. Yeah, a short life uh, down here. Uh, can I change the location of a loquat tree, which is 12 feet high in my front yard? Mm. I bought. I brought the house. I do not like the, the existing location of the tree. Wow! It needs pruning quite often due to touching the building. Hmm. Um, I for, just. <laughs> I'm a forest, and I think a lot alike. <laughs> I suspect he said, "Cut it down and replant something." Yeah, there. you can move loquat, and this is a good time of year to do it. You should cut it back severely before you attempt to move it. Then get a lar- get a as large a root ball as you can to try to move it without breaking up the root ball. 
Have the new hole ready to put in before you dig it. Move it and water it in a good and and then water it in good, and then keep it moist but not saturated. It should put out new growth in the spring. I think they're they're pretty easy to move, but uh, when you get one that's twelve feet tall, yeah. you 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 wonder if it's not better to start all over. Yeah, they grow, they grow pretty fast. Oh, yeah. Um, I think, yeah, it'd be easier, certainly easier planting one that's in a container that's oh, three yeah. feet tall and than it is trying going through all that procedure that oh, you talked yeah. about. Oh, yeah, dig it, dig in the root ball and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And with the, of course, the low quad, maybe the percentage is 70% that it's going to be successful. But yeah. that's still a bit of a gamble to invest all that time. And effort, yeah. But uh, I would, I, I, I think we sell loquats here. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. They're good. Uh, I don't think they dropped their leaves during that last freeze, did they? No. Now they got the they, they dropped leaves on the. Well, I take that back. They got the freeze, got knocked the freeze. leaves off, and then that. That big wind they had blew some more leaves mm-hmm. off, but not a not a general leaf drop. Yeah. The loquat's a pretty good plant. Oh, yeah, I like them. Grow in the shade or sun. Yeah. Uh, uniform, yeah. If, you, if you're looking for something that is a pretty uh, good soldier in terms of if you want a number of them with, uh, that grow the same rate and look the same shape, that's why that's one of the best choices. We always talk about the oak trees they're they're, they're so individualistic and you would expect the loquats to be that same yeah. way, but they they're more disciplined. But they also make a nice specimen plant out in the full sun too. Well, so, uh I don't think we've ever addressed will deer eat them? Deer won't eat them, will they? I see them all around Hollywood Park and, uh, I don't with know. their picture of their trees, you yeah. know. I don't know that there's any out uh, in my neighborhood outside the fenced yards. That that goes against our theory that anything people eat, the the deer will eat the plant. And of course, uh, uh, they have loquats, a Chinese plum. plum. Yeah, the deer love the plums. Uh, yeah, yeah. And the raccoons and the possums <laughs> and squirrels and the rats. And I've even seen dogs. Now, my Westies don't care for them, but I have my Airedale. Oh, eating. yeah, Years they're, ago, they're good to, to eat. He used to like to eat them, too. <laughs> and they're good to make jelly. In fact, we've got jelly recipes. And on they, yeah, they're tasty. Home. The seeds are big, but the t- yeah. fruit is tasty. Uh, we, but, still, yeah, we had a listener a few weeks ago that uh, thought his plants made it through the freeze and we we had a lot of we had a question whether that is true or not because uh looks to me like they have uh well you would expect Lost with 23 degrees fruit. that they would they would uh, lose their bloom mm. but, but the, it doesn't look like it's not obvious right at the beginning but sometimes even they'll put on a beginning of a fruit and then they'll abort that fruit that's kind of what i expect if, but uh, now the flowers, a lot of them seem to be browning. Yeah. A peach, peach will do that, too. You know, we have 
Sometimes we had a late fro late freeze on peaches, and uh, it'll set fruit. And I, I think Dr. Kevin Lyons used to say they they abort when they make the first fl- uh, uh, when the fruit enlarges begins to enlarge. They abort the fruit. Hmm. And you, we used to you you cut the fruit, and the little inside seed is brown instead hmm. of white. Right? You remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Well, I'm starting to remember if I've had the freeze damage. I didn't. I don't think on the commercial orchard we had much freeze damage, but I, of course I had other issues. Uh, yeah. Too much, too much rain, and mm-hmm. uh, take, always take your pick. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of issues. That um, I have an area of native grass and weeds in my backyard, and I want to plant grass in the spring. The rest of my yard is zorza el toro. That's a good one. What do I need to do to prepare the area? Does the native grass weeds need to be killed and removed prior to laying sod? Does Zorzi El Toro make seed that can be planted instead of laying sod? That's no. Uh, His answer is uh, you should kill all the existing vegetation with one of the glyphosate herbicides such as Roundup and rake out as much of the dead vegetation as you can prior to laying the sod. Unfortunately, there are no seed available for El Toro or any of the common varieties of zoysia. I think they experimented around with some zoysia seeds. Yeah, they did. But they never could get it to... It, was a it grew so slow. Yeah. It was a coarse, kind of a different... Uh, Texture, yeah, well, it really wasn't suitable. Nobody liked it. Yeah, and you're right. I think the big thing was it was just too uh, difficult to manage. Yeah, and it's slow, really slow. Hey, we're going to take a break. While we do, uh, give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. I'm gonna two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. The number to call. And remember to find out about David's workshop, David Rodriguez's workshop on uh, growing your own uh, fruit orchard. Uh, David will be here on the twelfth. You can go to millburgernursery.com where you'll also find out about the blood drive and the twenty percent off discount. Back in a moment, right here on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., this is The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call to uh, be a part of this show. If you're calling from outside of San Antonio, like our caller from Katie uh, did yesterday, um, so uh, we welcome your call as well. All right, 210-308-8867. 
I don't, I don't I don't know if any much is going on in their gardening world. No, it seems to be we seem to have <laughs> two different gardening kind of chip chili. Yeah, although uh, y'all were talking about the cold winter vegetables like the spinach and stuff, but yeah, yeah. So this between now and uh, late January, there seems to be kind of kind of quiet. You can still do stuff, but yeah, there's there's things to plant. You know, with the onions. The other uh, issues that we haven't, past years we've talked more about uh, bird feeding. Yeah. Uh, and we've had a benefit of uh, Bill Spielen, uh from Wild Birds Unlimited talk about the uh, this kind of weather. There's a lot of bird action there. It uh, I guess it becomes harder to find insects. It's harder to find uh, seeds. The vegetation is uh, reduced. Uh, fewer blooms, so... If you've got, if you're providing, meeting those needs, you'll you'll get an opportunity to uh, experience the birds and observe the birds. The water too, you don't want to forget. I guess we've had pretty well timed rains, which makes a difference. But uh, even even in the winter time, in the, in our climate, uh, it's good to have a bird bath or two uh, that you fill up every day, uh, rinse out and fill up. Every day, and you get a lot of bird action that way, too. My is little it, my little dog has learned how to drink out of the bird bath. He, he can it? barely reach his head oh. over the edge, stand up on his back legs, and we ba- had, barely get. And he got a bowl of water. Oh yeah, they always but like he it. He just like to get it out of the bird bath. Ours seemed to like to drink the uh, Judy's. Ba- Despite our, the advice that we give people, gardeners, that those saucers are not mm-hmm. always great, but Judy's big on those saucers. In the summertime, and they evaporate so fast; it's not a factor. Yeah. But uh, our dogs would rather drink out of those. <laughs> I said, you maybe know, they like the Osmoco. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Oh, I just fertilized that. Why don't you just wait and drink, <laughs> drink in the house? We used to have one Westie, and she was quite an athlete. Um, and she could she could uh, almost jump straight up and land in the uh, bird bath without tipping the. Oh, it Lord. was amazing, and that's and she just curl up in there and cool. Lay down. Of course, she, uh, she kind of disturbed the birds, but uh, would, yeah, just to, to watch her, I just couldn't believe that <laughs> how much spring she had, and but how how much can control too because you. You'd easily tump it over. Yeah. When I'm weeding in there, I used to tump it over accidentally. Uh But she she could do it. They're amazing. Little athletes, for sure. Uh How much do your dogs weigh, those uh, schnauzers, those miniature schnauzers? Uh, Oh. 10 pounds, 12 pounds? Yeah, about 12, 15 pounds. Yeah, so a typical Westie, my smallest one's 15 pounds, and then the biggest one's... 20 pounds now, so so there, yeah. How about your dog? How's your dog doing, Milton? She's doing okay. She's 13 year old. Wow, yeah. <laughs> She's having some troubles, but yeah, yeah. But we've got her on a new arthritis medicine, and that seems to be working out real well. Uh-huh. Yeah, but yeah. Athletic medicine? Uh, no, no, arthritis medicine. Arthritis? Yeah, she's got, she gets stiff and has a hard time getting up, but the, uh, I sure know what that's like. Yeah, the problems are when 
uh, it kicks in. It seems to take a little while, but when it kicks in, then she starts feeling great. Uh. And now she's running around the house and looking for stuff to do. And yeah. Do you so. get it at the vet? Mm-hmm. Uh, Galloprint is what we're using, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but yeah, she's doing okay. Thank you for asking. She doesn't drink out of the, uh, out of we don't well we don't have one, but she uh, does eat cat food. And other cat stuff, <laughs> which well, drives us certainly nuts. Eats, oh, I don't know if you got you don't have deer in your neighborhood. No, I'm 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 thinking we wouldn't have to feed our dogs. Oh, really? Let's let them eat that deer poop all yeah, the time. Yeah, uh, uh, they uh, sure daughter, seem to like my it. My daughter's uh, dogs like. Yeah. They got, and then, they, then of course the very next thing they want to do is give you a kiss. You know. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> ah, deer poop breath. <laughs> just, uh, just what I like. Yeah, my favorite. My, uh, my turkey cap that I always don't take care of, and it blooms all the time uh, down the hill. Froze back, real bad. But uh, I'm leaving it, leaving it out there, Milton, for the okay. little flying bird. Oh, yeah. Well, that's not bad too. The Turks cat, you know, every three or four years at least to cut it back to the. No, I cut it back every year. Yeah, I think that uh, this was the best year for the Turks cap in my yeah yard. Mine really, really noticeable. I think all over the, the weather conditions. We got a question in said my Turks cap uh, gets tall and lanky and doesn't seem to be able to support the height. Thus, it bends and falls over. Can these be trimmed to fill out more and not get so tall? Uh, do you cut them down before the winter? No, that's bad. I know, this poor little bird. Uh, as far as after, you cut them back as severely as you wish at any time. And they should be cut to the ground each year in the early spring before new growth commences. Mid-February is good. I would think that would be the best time. You can cut them down with a flexible train trimmer. I I think they use a a little heavier blade on on mine because, you know, they're fairly big stems on that. Yeah, especially if you don't cut them every year. Yeah. Uh, So they're... But they can be cut lawnmower high all the way to the ground. And they come back perfectly. Hmm. Uh, Should I I wrap and mulch my blackberry plants for freezing weather? Thanks to the rainy summer, uh, this is the first time we've ever had a bush last this long. Huh. That's strange. There's no need for protection. The plant is hardy to any temperature we may reach here in your area. Uh, Are they talking about the uh, floricanes? Yeah. And uh, I wonder if they're talking about uh, the thornless. Because I I can't imagine if you had blackberries that stayed alive that you wouldn't notice that they send the... Those shoots, you better stand back or have your machete ready. You <laughs> send up shoots. But they won't free. And I remember on blackberries, for those of you who haven't grown those, uh, the shoots they put up, they're 
bull canes or primocanes? What Prim- do they yeah, primocanes are coming. Primocanes that come up in the spring when you're picking when you're picking the blackberries. Mm-hmm. The primocane comes up right through the middle, and uh, it will don't. I, I would say don't cut them off. To, uh, you can top them if you want to, but that will be your berries for next year. So if you if you cut all those young shoots out that shoot up between between the berries, uh, the bear producing stems, uh, you'll lose a crop. You won't have next year's crop. Well, I think you got some leeway with the. Brazos and with uh, oh yeah Kiowas and those because because don't don't the commercial folks they'll harvest everything and then cut everything shred down. them to the ground yeah the, all whatever's there and then they always get them back some of the other the some of the especially the thornless varieties don't don't you grow got, that yeah much. you got to be got to play games with them because it depends on the weather and they sometimes miss. Uh, don't don't get up their uh, primocanes in time. No. So, uh, uh, Oscar Hahn from New Braunfels uh, used to grow blackberries for sale, and uh, I, I never will forget going. He, he's an okra guy. That we named Oscar Okra after. I never forget. I went over there one time, and he was growing blackberries, and you could see every blackberry. On the vine, I mean, they were solid berries. And so I asked, "Where are those canes?" He said, "Oh, I cut those off." And this, and, and then, after we finish harvesting the berries, I take take out the old bushes, which uh, which are uh, won't bear but one time. And uh, let those primocanes come back. Yeah. But he been he been growing them for sixty years. So I'm, how did I'm he not deal? How did he with deal the with the birds? Did I, he? I guess he covered uh-huh. with netting. Because I yeah I never. But I mean uh, is I probably took a picture of it because I mean it was just solid bears. Yeah. It was brazos. Now I never you know we we grew. Uh, Raspberries up in Minnesota, and I, the birds would get some, but they would. This last year, it seemed like the birds got every single blackberry that uh, ripened. That you had in your yard? Yeah. Now, I, you know, it was a new planting, so there weren't there weren't well, as many berries. There weren't as many berries as you're talking about for Oscar, but uh, yeah, it just surprised me a little bit now, to go out there with my little. <laughs> okay, and then I'd have about three berries is all that I would. Yeah. I didn't bother telling Ju- Judy, you know, it's with I'd get back up there. She didn't, luckily, she didn't notice, and she didn't say, well, where's the, all the berries? <laughs> yeah, those birds are bad on the fruit. 210-308-8867. That's the number to call to be a part of today's show. It's 210-308-8867. Um. I'm looking at another question we got. Uh, we got a lot of people want to grow Japanese maple around here. Hmm. Well, and, it's a pretty uh, plant. And then this question came in. I'm looking for a Japanese maple 
that will tolerate near full sun. Well, <laughs> keep looking. It's a lot of, it's a I would lot like of, one uh, 8 to 12 feet range. I have a shallow brick clay alkaline black. I'm sorry. I have a shallow black clay alkaline soil with the white rock outcroppings. That's caliche. Oh. So you haven't got a very good planting condition. And uh, let's see what forest has. Yeah, wood forest. I know of no Japanese maple. That would be happy in your highly alkaline clay soil, especially in the full sun. That yeah. forest gets right to the point. Mm-hmm. Of course, you don't mess around. Uh-huh. Yeah, and then you might add to that list all maples and uh, <laughs> you know half of these uh, half of the tree species that we have. Uh, when and how? This is a good question. When and how do I trim a Texas mylar? How do I make it a shrub, make the shrub large at the top? All it does is grow up and not out. What is it? Texas mountain laurel. Just grows up and not out, huh? First, the tree should be in full sun, says Forrest. Yeah. If not, it would be tall and spindly. There is little that you can do by pruning other than make it a single or a multiple multiple trunk. Go in the other direction. Yeah. yeah. It is normally a slow grower, but if in full sun, it will eventually develop a distinct canopy. Yeah, that full sun is the key there. Because they, they're not naturally inclined for that tall and thin. No. They'd prefer to be fat and stubby. Mm-hmm. So. When, when they're out in full sun. So that's your problem. And uh, remember with mountain laurel, probably the number one killer of mountain laurel is too much water. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, so many. We saw so many that got planted because it's a good drought-tolerant plant. got planted in the, those years of drought we had. Mm-hmm. And then the first normal year we had, you know, <laughs> water settles in there and... Why is my Texas mountain laurel dying? dying? Yes. And then, then you list those the issues, and oh yeah, yeah I think it does. The, the, the water doesn't drain out of yeah. there very well. It's like a trying to grow a Texas mountain laurel in a swamp or a pond. <laughs> but they say that as I said, well they grow up out of the rocks in the, up around Lakey and Camp Campwood and up in that area. I always go up there every spring to see them blooming in the wild. That's the key. They're growing out of a rocky hillside that uh, never gets too much water. And they're they're tough tree in their in their uh, native habitat. All right, 210-308-8867. We're going to take a quick break. And while we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road right here on 930 AM, The Answer. 
Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bowl 40 Road. What's your gardening goal for 2019? If you know, terrific. If you don't, that's okay, too, because all you need to know is Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bowl 40 Road will help you achieve those gardening goals. Because they have the three P's. The plants, products, and professional advice you need to have a great gardening experience. The plants. Millburgers carries plants that are specifically time-tested in this area. Plants the experts have given their thumbs up to. Plants they know you'll have the best chance of doing well with. So when you get your plant at Millburgers, you have peace of mind knowing you've made a good choice. Products. Millburgers carries the products to keep those plants healthy and happy and the professional advice sometimes all you need is just a little advice millburgers professionals are trained to give you the best advice for this area so trust in millburgers to help you have a great 2019 gardening experience millburgers landscape nursery 1604 on bulvardy road Finding great discount deals has just gotten easier through the Marketplace San Antonio page at 930amtheanswer.com. If you're looking to replace the windows in your home, Advanced Custom Windows has a great deal for you. Purchase a voucher valued at $17,100 for the Marketplace value price of $10,000. Minimum 12 windows and a maximum of 18. See clearly from your home thanks to Advanced Custom Windows. Additional windows can be purchased at an additional cost. At the Marketplace page at 930amtheanswer.com. The Cal Thomas Commentary is brought to you by Values Through Media. Now here's syndicated columnist Cal Thomas. I think I read somewhere there are 95 of them, newly elected House members who are called progressives. They used to be liberals, but when that word became a negative in some circles, they changed it to progressive. Same policies, higher taxes, more spending, bigger government, more regulations, open borders, entitlement mentality. That about sums it up. The media will feature them prominently in 2019 because most of the media believe government is our savior, despite its inability to save anything, especially our money. Fortunately, the Senate and president will be able to stop most, if not all, of the legislation they propose. But we aren't far from a socialist state. Younger people are embracing the notion of socialism more than ever, though they've never had to live under it. They love the idea of free tuition, forgiven student loans, and that someone else will pay for it. Maybe they should spend a year in a socialist country to get their minds adjusted properly. Big government is a false god, and these progressives, or secular liberals, are its disciples. I'm Cal Thomas. For a free copy of today's commentary, visit calthomas.com or write us at Values Through Media, P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. That's P.O. Box 373340, Key Largo, Florida, 33037. Please specify the date and subject. Your tax-deductible gifts to Values Through Media help support us. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Dear John, I was hoping you wouldn't come to this, but you've left me no choice. I'm leaving. Uncontrolled high blood pressure is really serious, and lately you seem to really not care. I've been there for you since day one, and I know you think I'm going to keep ticking. But no, my friend, I can quit whenever I want. Why can't we get back to the good times when we were more active and ate more healthy foods? And you checked on me every once in a while. Is that too much to ask? I don't want to leave. But unless you stop ignoring me, what else am I supposed to do? Remember, when I quit, you quit. Sincerely, your heart. Listen to your heart and don't let it quit on you. Doing the minimum to control your high blood pressure isn't doing enough. High blood pressure can lead to a stroke, heart attack, or death. Get your blood pressure to a healthy range before it's too late. For help keeping yours at a healthy range, text PRESSURE to 97779. A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. And uh, I have to send you all a picture of our amaryllis. It is now getting ready to open. Oh, you mean it sent up a stalk? Yeah, sent up a stalk, sent it up quickly. How and, tall was it? Uh, it's probably two and a half feet tall. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's huge. And so it's got one flower coming on and then a little baby one on the other side coming. Good. What color was it? It looks like it's going to be red. Okay. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was red and white is what I picked out. Yeah. See. Yeah. So that'll be neat. It, and you see what I, I was talking about? Yeah. The the, the shut-in, it's a great shut-in uh, gift for, for for people that are, you know, that can watch it grow every day. Yeah, no, they and, could. And watching the stem, they enjoyed the flower, but they got more excited about how fast that stem grew and how tall that stem grew. Yeah, and just all of a sudden, it just sat and sat and sat and sat and sat. Yeah. And then, boom. I don't know. Maybe it just seems that way. Maybe it really wasn't that bad. Uh, again, Laura helped it. She put it by, gave it a little more sun than I was giving it. Yeah. That, that seemed to be the trigger. That'll help. Yeah, that helped a lot. So, yeah. Are you, is it growing in standing water? No, no, no. It's in a pot. It's got soil around oh, it. Oh, okay. And, uh, it's a shallow pot. and. The roots, all of a sudden, it must have shifted or something because the little roots that came out of the bulb Mm -hmm. were above the soil line, so we put a little more soil in there. Good. Yeah. And now the dog eats it. That's probably actually what happened was the the soil (laughs) didn't disappear or get compacted. The dog probably ate it. Ate the soil? Yeah. Didn't eat the plant. We have a weird dog. No, the snails eat the plant. The dog eats the soil. Oh, okay. Yeah, the snail. There's none of them that we put outside that. So you've got snails and the dog in your house. And Jerry's got (laughs) his cockroaches don't eat that. Yeah, see? I don't know. Maybe there's something to Jerry and his cockroaches. They're well-behaved, apparently. There you go. uh, You know, that's an issue that a lot of gardeners are not keeping track of, those slugs and snails. They're, They're still out there. Even with that cool... Cool weather, I guess, is kind of dampen, reduce their action a little bit, but uh, they're they're still still waiting to jump on those pansies and uh-huh. all the other uh, oh the vegetables, blue uh, growing, yeah, maybe low, low growing uh, vegetables too, greens. Um, we still got blue bonnets out here, right? Plants. A few, yeah. yeah. Now what do what they if they want uh, I wrote my article for next week we we uh, I, me- I mentioned the blue bonnets and then the uh, Greg's Greg and David's uh, poppies per oh, lavender yeah. okay. their their maroon poppies and uh, then the larkspurs uh, there no no larkspur transplants generally at the nurseries anymore I haven't seen any but they can get uh, See. seeds yeah from the rack. And it won't be too late. No. Get them in there. Uh, just broadcast them on uh, sunny. Uh, or just, yeah, you could just. Yeah, see soil contact. Yeah, just like, almost like the blue bonnet situation. Right, exactly. Or or I would think, in, thinking too, that you could make uh, one row of the, in your raised bed garden, have at least one row for the larkspur. And uh, 
for basically the the seed production, uh, and then they'll be. So if you've got good conditions, they'll be naturalized yeah. one year later. Those poppies will definitely naturalize. Yeah. Pop- poppies are, you and I have talked about this before, poppies are always a, strike me as being unpredictable, but they're, uh, yeah. gosh, they're hard to beat in terms of beauty. Oh, yeah. And they throw out a, a lot of seed that uh, may lay there for a couple of years and just still come up. Well, I always notice when my, mine, for some reason, fail, uh, you you mention that, and there's always folks that got a big bags of seed seed for you to yeah to use. So yeah, they do collect it. Uh, it's easy to collect the seed. You just have to let the pods dry. You know what? What is that? Uh, the blue curl. It's another wildflower that's right. Growing up a storm right now, it uh, is it's a wildflower that grow, grows. It'll grow in sun or shade, but it generally is in my yard is in the shade because it's uh, that's where it uh, doesn't get mowed or doesn't mm-hmm. get the traffic isn't there. That's where it comes up first. But that that's another one uh, that's in uh, the mixes. From, uh, right, Joe Wildseed Farm. Wildseed Farms, yeah. I, I can't remember if they if they have. I think they do have it. Uh, it was, a few years ago, at least, they had it individual. You could get the packages. Package yeah, I imagine so. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty spectacular. Uh, that would be another one to plant, get ha- access to that seed, have, find somebody that. Uh, that's easy seed to collect, too. It's huge. Very productive. And uh, it's sold as Blue Curl? Blue Curl, and I, the Latin will kind of jump on me pretty soon, mm-hmm. but I can't remember what it is now. But uh, it grows quite, it's a, uh, not a disciplined grower. Mm-hmm. So you don't, you know, you don't plant it in rows. It just uh, plant, it uh, grows up like it's as tall as two and a half, three feet. And it's got those blue, the blue flowers that, uh, the pollinators love the the bees and of course the butterflies is what I, I really noticed though. It, it, early spring it's it's blooming in an, over a long season, too. So it, it's a nice transition plant until your milkweed and mist flower uh, uh, get uh, blooming. Uh, so that's another that's one to look for. Look for yeah blue curl. And get that get that planted. Yeah, I've heard a, heard a lot of good things about that. I never have grown it myself. But yeah, that's cool. Now, on your uh, the larks, uh, larkspur. That uh, I was thinking that makes a pretty fair cut flower, but not not is it? I don't I don't remember ever using it as a cut flower. I think it it'll make yeah. it better. And uh, that. You know that's why it might be worthwhile having a row, at least a row in your uh, uh, regular uh, flower garden or your cut flower garden, and then you can always let it s- spread out. One of the things I, that I noticed, or I think when we planted it, this must have been 12 years ago or 13 years ago, we were worried about the transition from the doubles to the singles. Singles, yeah. Surprises me that there's there's still a lot of lingering doubles. Oh yeah, yeah. So, 
Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of an interesting plant. Now you the singles have the little bunny blooms in there. Yeah, that's right. And then the colors too. You get uh, you get the blue and the white, pink. Yeah. The the dark, dark blue. So you get a good. You continue to get a good uh, mix. So if you're looking something that uh, you want to naturalize and has uh, has all those characteristics, hummingbirds like them. Oh yeah. So they're good. They're a good plant uh, to to consider. And they have doubles too. I mean, I mean, uh, where you, where you have the like the the original bunny bloom larkspur that we put on the market, where had pink petals around it, and then the, the center was uh, white. So yeah. so you could see the bunny in there was white. I don't know if that petals or what the structure. I guess it petaled inside. But uh, talking about larkspur, man. Yeah, the bunny face. Or mm-hmm. What was it called? Bunny bloom. Bunny bloom. Where'd you go? And it looks like it was rainy out there. It was raining out there just a bit. I had to run outside for a second. Did anyone notice I was gone? No. Oh. <laughs> Did y'all notice I was gone? <laughs> Yeah, yes. it did. It was a, it puts a uh, little extra pressure. I know. Yeah. See. And we even went. We even started talking about larkspurs. No. And uh, next the, week's column. When, oh, really? The, the blue, the blue curl too that we were talking about. The uh, I noticed, um, or I got larkspur one time. So Laura came back uh, from either Colorado or Wyoming with a, uh, wildflower mix mm-hmm. and larkspur were a big part of it. So I said, okay, well, I'm going to make a little, I got a, um, a big container, filled it with soil. Just, we're going to make our own little wildflower garden. So uh-huh. I wasn't going to put it in the ground cause I didn't know. And the, I think the dominant thing uh, was the larkspur Yeah. Uh, and boy, was it dominant and it didn't go as beautiful, but yeah, it was, uh, it's a. It, it dominated the mix. It's kind of a we. What what are they? I, I, they uh, kind of the the. Uh, oh, the day. What I want to call it. The ranchers don't like it. Like yeah. Why is that? It takes up that takes patch. over. Oh. And the plant and the uh, livestock can't can't eat it. No. Either. And a deer won't eat it. Yeah, it is. It's pretty striking when you're out on some uh, some of the highways and it. Those big plants, you know, they're yeah. three feet tall and just color, color yeah. with color. It's hard to believe that they didn't, don't appreciate those. But uh, I guess once they get in an area, they're, oh, yeah. I guess we should, just like our larkspur out there. Is yeah. Bunny Bloom still around or no? I don't, I don't think it's sold as that. Oh, okay. Uh, That's a weird. Uh, uh, John Thomas Wild Seed Farm sell it as a. Uh, as larkspur, part of the mix. Well, oh, just part of, of the, yeah. And, and then and every, every 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 uh, most of his are double flowers. Yeah, and but th- you always have a yeah single th- in there. And I think the uh, seed rack in there has has a larkspur right. mix in there too. So you can get them started. And you can do like uh, you can cull the ones you don't like. Mm. And the, you can kind of kind of direct which uh, which ones you see the most of, but I've never never really done that, and uh, 
It just it's really a nice mix that comes back every year. Did you ever tell the story about how? Yeah, how did you develop the bunny face? <laughs> did somebody look inside and go, "Hey, this one has a bunny yeah, face"? Yeah, I was going to mention that uh, the 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 way we originally saw the bunny and the flower, uh, uh, John Fannick. Oh, really? Yeah, Mister Mister Fannick. Uh, uh, used they used to sell cut flowers, and uh, there's your answer: is it a cut flower? Uh, but they used to sell a cut flower, and they would throw the uh, singles away. They just sell the doubles because they they stored longer. Mm-hmm. I mean, stayed longer in the vase. And uh, and I, I was out there one day, and we were there, and John Fannick came up to. He raised his rabbits. John did, and uh, he said, "Did you ever notice that?" The bunny head in that in that flower, and I said, <laughs> I said I thought he'd been drinking uh, because John didn't drink. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I said no, I never knew. And then he showed it to me, and once you see it, yeah, you ne- you never not see it. Yeah. But uh, uh, I, I I delighted in showing botanists that uh, Paul Cox mm-hmm. had never seen the bunny head. And until uh, until you showed it to him, and I, I always tell the story that one woman was embarrassed that she never had seen the the bunny head, and uh, she said, "Well, it looks like a kangaroo to me." <laughs> that was really <laughs> a kangaroo larkspur. A right? kangaroo larkspur. Wow. Yeah. Now, so now you have two different animals yeah. that are appearing in the. <laughs> and I said, "Well." We can make it the state flower of Australia. Then. Yeah, the uh, if that's the case. Oh, wonder how larkspur would do in Australia. They're great. Oh, do they? Absolutely. Oh, wow, they're all over the place. Then. Yeah, they're all over the place. Huh? Because if you look up larkspur on the internet, yeah, uh, you find ways the ranchers are trying to get rid of it. Okay. Sprayed with. Uh, herbicides and, and whatever to try to get it out of the pastures because uh, you've had a lot lot more literature on, on how, how to, get, to get, get rid of it. And when we were growing it out at uh, Verstraten's, out at the farmer, with, with the blue bonnets, we grew blue bonnets and larkspur together. And the reason we did that was because the blue bonnets would go down, you know, they go they go down when they dry their seed and look terrible. And uh, Verstraden are such clean farmers, clean growing farmers, uh, they'd want to take the blue bonnets out. So I planted larkspur in there to uh, something, something would be blooming while the blue bonnets were maturing seed. During the ugly period. Oh, okay. yeah, oh, yeah, so yeah, tricky. And then, then but what what scared them was, well, and and after that, the uh, the larkspur would come up by themselves. Oh, no matter what herbicide they used. Wow. They, and they they were scared the larkspur were going to take the whole farm. Mm. And then they had the the. Uh, east I think I remember them calling it the uh, 
Jerry Parsons playing. <laughs> yeah. so what wondering. do you mean, Bunny Larkspur? The Jerry Larson's yeah, play. Every Jerry time we look Parsons at it, we see play. Parsons in there. <laughs> yeah. So is it a testament to my gardening skill or my gardening lack of skill that my Larkspur never came back after I... Uh, That's weird. Did you guys drop weird. the seed? I think I, I'm not a, you know, I don't, I'm not a clean gardener. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, probably. You probably didn't let the seed ripen. Maybe not. Maybe not. Hey, Don is on the line from Canyon Lake. Uh, thanks for waiting, Don. 210-308-8867. What's happening out on Canyon Lake, Don? How can we help you? Well, uh, I need some information on how to sprout these mandarin orange seeds. We, we bought a sack of uh, mandarin oranges. And out of the whole site, we found one orange that had three wonderfully mature seeds in it. And, and right. one spice. And uh, I love to sprout seeds and to see things come to life. And uh, I've done this with other oranges. In fact, 30 years ago, I, I bought some tangerines the same way. And, and uh, there were seeds in these tangerines, but they were wonderfully sweet, these tangerines were. So I decided to to sprout those well i planted them deep enough i think and uh, uh, up to my first joint on my index finger and they came up wonderfully because this was in the spring but i always plant three seeds together and that gives it more cold heartedness uh, in this part of the country up on top of this mountain we live on near starsville and they've done wonderfully they've produced oranges i've there's time when these three trees growing together that way have uh, went through a four-degree temperature back in 1989 uh, for about 10 hours, and they survived that. They just got the leaves sort of on the outer edges uh, uh, nipped a little bit. But I, was, I, I planted these trees about eight feet from the base of a big uh, cedar realm so that the heat from that tree in, in the winter would 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 help that orange tree from from being uh, damaged by freezes like that and, it, and they survived and they've, they've they've produced those three trees together over the years every year they've produced at least three or four bushels on those trees oh my goodness and do uh, they, do they, are they do they peel easy like a that uh, uh, the, the ones, the ones that we got these seeds from, looked like a tangerine. They were kind of a flat-looking orange. Okay. And uh, what was amazing, though, all those three trunks, each one produced a different type of orange. One produced that flat tangerine-looking orange, and and the other one in the middle of the trunk, it produced kind of in between. <laughs> A flat one and a, and a egg orange, and oh. the third chunk produced a bigger orange, but it had a lot of seeds in it, uh, like kind of like the chainsaw bread. Like yeah, that, yeah. On it, and that's uh, weird. Yeah, it, it was very interesting that you can see the genetics just in those three seeds. Yeah. But now, what I want to <laughs> do, I want to plant. Some mandarin orange seeds. We, we okay. bought a sack, and out of the whole sack, we found one orange that had those three wonderful seeds in it. Okay. I've, I've got them planted. Same depth, I always plant the other orange trees. Okay. Seeds. 
but they, I've got them in the house, and they're a, a wall that's all glass, and it gets plenty of light, and the average temperature in the house stays around, I guess, 68 to 69 degrees. Okay. Average. And I haven't been there now about 10 weeks, and they haven't sprouted yet. Whoa. Is there any possibility that those things are sterile? No. Uh, oranges come true from seed. I see. They 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 have what we call a nucellar seedlings. They, they grow from the embryonic uh, uh-huh. material, uh-huh. and so they come true for what the fruit is. Uh-huh. From, uh, the, from the parent, the from the, the one parent. parent, the one parent, yeah. One parent. Uh huh. Okay. And uh, so, I just I I, th- I think you did everything right. Uh, you, you planted them what uh, inch deep or something like that? Well, uh, I got average size hands. I always plant my index finger. I always planted up those up to the uh, just past the first joint in my index finger. Okay. And then all oh, that's the type of oranges that always sprouted. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm well, I just it, I just give it a little more time. A little more time, man. Okay. You, well, you keep well, it. You keep it. You keep it in moist, right? I'm keeping it moist, right? Okay. Not wet, but moist. There you go. That's perfect. What what temperature do they normally sprout at in a soil temperature? That temperature you've got them. Uh, room temperature should be fine. Okay, that sounds good. I must be doing everything right. I just got to be patient. <laughs> there you go. Well, you want to give us a couple weeks and then. You have them call us, or yeah, okay. You think uh, by 12, 12 weeks it'll be okay, or yeah, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll give you a call. All right, we're we're making a follow. We're, we're making up a follow up appointment with the docs here, so we're going to see you. We'll give it a little more time. We want to see you again in two weeks, okay? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Don. Thanks for y'all. Bye bye. Okay. We got to take a break, and then we're going to talk to Carolyn right after this. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bowl 40 Road. What's your gardening goal for 2019? If you know. Terrific. If you don't, that's okay too, because all you need to know is Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road will help you achieve those gardening goals. Because they have the three P's the plants, products, and professional advice you need to have a great gardening experience. The plants. Millburgers carries plants that are specifically time tested in this area. Plants the experts have given their thumbs up to. Plants they know you'll have the best chance of doing well with. So when you get your plant at Millburgers, you have peace of mind knowing you've made a good choice. Products. Millburgers carries the products to keep those plants healthy and happy and the professional advice sometimes all you need is just a little advice Millburgers professionals are trained to give you the best advice for this area so trust in Millburgers to help you have a great 2019 gardening experience Millburgers landscape nursery 1604 on Boulevard Road Take a moment and rate your lifestyle on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 is a life that's nothing like the life you were promised after getting good grades, a college degree, and a good job in corporate America. 10 is the life of your dreams. 
If you answered anything less than a 10, tune into the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell, self-made millionaire and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, will show you how to live the life of your dreams and pay for it with passive income. Tune in to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 AM. The answer. Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. Are all of the dolls people you know? Yeah. Everyone has a place here in Marvel. The movie Welcome to Marwin tells the story of a man who lost his memory after being savagely beaten. In a desperate attempt to cope, he constructs a miniature village and populates it with action figures of himself and the women he knows. This tale of imagination and emotional recovery is compelling, but it's also a film packed with unexpected content, including drug abuse, violence, and the main character's objectification of women and his love for adult films. So, I'll give Welcome to Marwin a 2 out of 5 for family friendliness. For more on this movie, be sure to check out PluggedIn.com slash radio. Plugging you into the movies, I'm Bob Olszewski for Focus on the Family's Plugged In Movie Review. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line Weekdays on 9.30 a.m. The Answer are all about what's going on in the world. But the weekends are all about you. From community leaders to managing your money, weekends are all for you on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Our world is in a state of unrest. What will happen next? How will it affect me? Can I make a difference? Who can we turn to for answers? Well, that's simple. Turn to us. 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Got a, a few calls on the line at 210-308-8867. Carolyn's been waiting the longest. Let's talk to her real quick and find out what's going on. Thanks for waiting, Carolyn. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm great, Milton. We're uh, pretty cold up here. <laughs> I'm in Fayette County. Oh, okay. Where is Fayette uh, County? Between Houston and San Antonio. Oh, okay. Correct, yes, yes. Northern Fayette County. My question is, is a paper white lily a native plant to this area or even uh, Texas? Because a paper I white, mm-hmm. paper Not, white n- lily. Narcissus? Or is I it, think that's you, that, yes. Yeah. I, um, China, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't think they are. No, there's, there's lots of similar, those rain lilies. They're kind of similar, but I don't. I don't think. I think paper, paper whites are all exotics. This one um, popped up in my yard this past fall, and about two weeks ago, it bloomed. 
and it's got this round um, bulb, uh, round ball on top with about 15, 20 white little flowers. It's just beautiful. And um, it's growing in the middle of the lawn in St. Augustine grass. Oh. Hmm. Now, that doesn't sound like a paperweight, or maybe, yeah, how many leaves? I mean, is it a big clump of leaves, or just a single three or four leaves that are accompanying the flower stalk? The flower stalk has a long stem about a foot tall, and at the, you know, of course, at the top of the stem is where this little ball of all the little flowers come out, and they're all white. They're beautiful. Um, The foliage on the plant are these long, thin stems that just drape out. Um, they probably, they're probably about a foot long and three-quarters of an inch hmm. long. Is there a fragrance? Um, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't been out to mm-hmm. smell it. And they're white. Yeah. Yeah, white. They might have a slight yellow center. I think... That sounds like a jungle. Well, that's... That would be the yeah paper white family, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know how they would get out there. That that's why you kind of suspect it might be something else, a rain lay, rain lily related or something. But I guess it, you know, it could could have gotten into the mix somehow. You want to take a picture? When, take a picture of it so you don't lose. Trail. Yeah, send it to Milton. Can you send me the picture? Um, like right now? No, no, no. We'll, we'll, and we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, just when you get a chance, send me a picture this week, and I'll send it to Jerry and Calvin. And I'm, mine's just M-I-L-T-O-N at K-L-U-P dot com. Would that be okay? This is exciting to figure out what this might be. K-L-U-P dot com. K-L-U-P dot com. Milton Cool. Okay. Well, thank you. Cool. Thanks, And check, check on the f- fragrance, too. That should be a, if it's a yeah. paper white related, there should be a fragrance. Read, read back the email that you have, Carolyn, just real quick. Sir? Read, read back the email. Melton, M-I-L-T-O-N, at K-L-U-P. dot com. No, K-L-U-P. K-L-U-P. So, <laughs> Umbrella, Paul. Yeah, I, I, I've got it written down correctly. My brain didn't work with what I wrote. <laughs> I understand completely. Thank you, Carolyn. You have a great New Year. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll talk about it next year. Happy New Year. <laughs> oh, okay, next year. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. 210-308-8867. John is on the line. Hey, John, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Listen, guys, um, I was out punching around in my yard, and I was looking at my red oak. And I noticed that it looks like it's got, um, it's not a young tree. It's probably um, good 18, 20 inches across. But uh, I've noticed that there's little dots or little spots on the bark that look like it's weeping almost. It has little dots that look like sap or something in them. They're about six to eight inches apart going up the trunk. It stops, uh, doesn't go all the way up, and it doesn't go all the way down. And I'm just concerned that I've got a, I don't know, is it a concern or do I have a bug or is it just so much rain that's overreacting? I don't know what's going on, but I just want to make sure it's okay. Is it is it an orderly? Is it in a real uh, straight line and orderly? 
Or is it uh, spread out? I would out say a bit? orderly, but I wouldn't say real straight line. And uh, but I would say orderly from that standpoint. Yes. You know the, they're reasonably straight. They're not zigzag. Uh huh. Hmm. The first thing I always think of then is the uh, sap suckers. Uh-huh. They 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 uh, they're, they're they're part of the woodpecker family, and they make the little holes, and then they then they come back and they eat the insects out of the sap. Uh, you know, the sap comes out, and uh-huh. then the insects uh-huh. get caught in there, and they feed on those. Uh, so that's one of the things that'll do something like that there, and it's really strange because they're so people see them as so straight they look. Uh, it's hard hard to figure that a a bird would do that. That uh-huh. if that's what it is, there's no shouldn't be a big there shouldn't be any issue with it because they're quite common and they don't do any real damage. Oh good. Hope that's it. What was what was Plan yeah. B? Um, look. Look up. Do you have a bird book at home or anything? Look, or go on the internet and look up sapsucker and see okay. if that matches your. Because they'll, they'll show you. They'll, they'll, be they'll able, show you the damage. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Are they more prone to uh, attracted to red oak as opposed to live oaks? I've got some live oaks and I don't see anything on them. Um, I don't. I, I would. I don't know if they are more prone. I don't think they're prevalent. Yeah, because okay. you'll you'll see it on live oak and you'll see it on cedar elms. You'll see on almost any kind of tree, whatever is available there. Sure. Okay. So I'll check yeah, it because the rest of them I'm not noticing anything on. I'm, I've been fortunate to have, to have a really nice live oak. It's probably oh I'd say three feet across. It's huge, mm. but I haven't noticed anything on it. That's yeah. why I was wondering if it's just a red oak thing. No, it's but it you, that it's quite often that it'll only be one tree in a right. landscape or even in a neighborhood, oh, really? or sometimes it no. might be two or three. Yeah. Okay. But I, normally, okay. I to see a one tree usually. That's right. Thanks, sir. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Happy talk New to you later. Bye bye. You happy New Year to you. All right. I think we're going to have right. enough time to talk to Scott at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey, Scott. How can we help you today? Hey, good afternoon, gentlemen. Um, I uh, moved out into the west side of town uh, back in August and uh, built a new house. And the center, kind of centerpiece of the backyard, was a, a big cedar tree. Um, and over the months, I've started to notice that the cedar tree is just turning more and more brown. Uh, the the needles are falling off, and I don't know if my worry is that as they were leveling out the yard, maybe they did some damage to the roots or something, but. Um, my question is, how do you know if the cedar tree is still alive and is maybe going dormant or if, uh, if it's truly dead? Has the whole tree turned brown? Uh, yeah, I would say it's more brown than green at this point. It's been a slow transition, but, yeah, it's it's getting browner and browner. Did it turn brown uniformly brown or did it from the bottom up or top it down? Kind of or from yeah, it kind of started from the outside in. Um, so the outside branches started to brown off, and then now it's getting more and more closer to the trunk. How, how is it in the middle of the lawn, the, a lawn that you water? It is, yeah. It's got a sprinkling system, so it's getting, I know it's getting plenty of water. Um, well, that's, that might, it might be just the opposite. It might be too much water. You think so? Okay. Well, you know, I'd, we ha- we haven't heard a lot of issues like that with the cedar, but mesquites. We used mm. to see 
new new construction had had mesquites. The mesquites just didn't survive in a uh, watered lawn situation, mm. and okay. uh, so that that could be winning. Uh, which county are you in? Uh, it's it's in Bear County, but it's out uh, like in Almorant, kind of close to the uh-huh, area. I, just, I was just wondering if you uh, could get. Uh, you call the extension service and see if you could get um, oh, uh, the horticulturist or a master gardener to come out and look at it. Or if you've got a uh, favorite uh, ar- arborist that operates in your neighborhood, have them take a look at it. A lot of times they'll come out, look, and diagnose something, not charge okay. you anything, and they'll, they'll tell you, this is what we would do and this is what it will cost you. And that it's a good way to get a lot of information, and if necessary, you can you know get the job done but what could it could it be jerry it could be it could be a combination of too much water and also the uh construction damage to the root system yeah okay. hey scott i, I got to ask you a favor we we've, we've got to go we got about 30 seconds do you want us to give you a sure. call back in a sec or you want to talk to us to you want to kind of look at it and see what you find yeah i'll take a look at it and i'll get a hold of an arborist i hadn't thought of that okay so, uh, tell, tell us so what I you find out it. Okay, All right, we'll we're going to say goodbye. You take care. Sounds we're going to say goodbye. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everybody. Thanks to Shemaya doing a great job. See you next year on the air. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.